Welcome to season three of My Study Journey. My name's Catherine and I'm your host of this eight-part podcast. In this season, we hear amazing stories of success following students who have ventured out into the real world after studying at TAFE Queensland. Where are they now? Today we have Jade, who is one of our alumni students who studied Certificate 3 in Carpentry at TAFE Queensland Ashmore. She is now living an incredible life working in the film industry here at the Gold Coast in Queensland. So thanks so much for coming on and I'm really excited to hear your story. Thank you for having me. Where are you from? I always say Birmingham because Birmingham's the most commonly known. It's pretty much like your airports here. So if I say a town, that's yeah. where I'm from. But it's actually West Midlands. What was it like growing up there? Pretty sweet. I can't really complain. It's I've got, you know, with my childhood, I've loved it. I felt like one of the lucky few where I'm not one of these walked into too much tech. Our fun with our mates was hanging out. You came back when the lights started to come on, your street lights started to come on free reign. My parents were amazing. They gave me a lot of freedom considering my condition at the time, being epileptic at the time. So you got to imagine that that was always high alert of, oh God, you know, you're going to be okay. Who are you with? That kind of thing. Watching your child have seizures constantly and having um, no control and just sitting there watching them and knowing how much effect it has on their brains. Did you ever have any scary moments when you were younger? With my form of epilepsy I had, it affected memory a lot. So you've got to imagine, it's not like it's deleted, so I always try to express this out, but sometimes it's as if you get from section A to section C and B is missing sometimes, and it takes something to trigger that replay to come back. So I've had some bad accidents, yes, when I was younger, probably things I probably won't remember. When you go into a fit, you lose all control of yourself. So whatever happens will be. More recently, probably my most severe one that comes to my head was, I used to work for IKEA, so I worked for IKEA for three and a half years and my workplace was always sort of within a, a certain distance of where I was living because again, not being able to drive, transport was a bit mm. of a, a problem. I was walking home from work and unfortunately on the way home went into a full arm fit. So fell, you got to imagine you lose all control of your body, Yeah. fell smack onto the concrete. Uh, I've got the scars to show it, which is my head tore open, my lip bust open. So basically, it's like me saying, a night out drinking, you fall smack on your face. The only reason I was spotted or the only way that happened is by luck. When I was convulsing, I think you call it, when you're fitting, you're shaking. A lady who, because where it happened, I collapsed outside of her drive. And she managed to notice and, of course, then managed to call an ambulance and, yeah. Whoa. And How old were you when you found out that you could potentially have brain surgery? I would be 25. At this stage, you're in England. Yep. You've had the information saying that there's potentially a cure. What is going through your mind? In polite terms, <laughs> WTF. Look, it was one of those that, um, that's why I said it's nothing of the, an ignorance level at all, but. I felt like a penguin out of Madagascar, where it was smile and wave, smile and wave. <laughs> that was pretty much where I was at. After trying to get a bit of a, an odds of the complications involved in this, mm. you've got to understand you might not wake up. You've got to understand you may lose feeling down. So if it's the left side of my brain, I'd lose feeling mm. or motion down one side of your body. You could lose all of it. And at that time, 
I said, look, there's still things I wanted to do. And an ambition of mine has always been traveling, not just Australia, but I've always wanted to have that experience because um, my auntie, um, my auntie Nikki was someone who started travel. You know, someone starts it in the family and mm-hmm. then people get it. Get the travel bug. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. So it's her fault. And I do blame her always. Yeah. So during that time, I decided to do the backpacking. And that was my first trial period here in Australia. I did it not quite as long as I wanted to do, but that was the feelers and then yes I had the itchy feet as people say yeah. and that's where it began. <laughs> yeah. I ticked one thing off my list yeah so the surgery came back up again. So really you were just at this big precipice and you were like I either take the jump or yeah I don't. Yeah so we I waited for a year um, so 2017 was the surgery had to wait till 2018 for my first year and that was monitoring that you know there was no chances nothing happening no absences and stuff and when that was all clear as the next adventure began which is why i'm here now doing what i've done and (laughs) living the life i'm living yeah (laughs) which has always been a passion but living a life as an epileptic the way i always describe it to people is i could do 90 percent of the task but there was always that 10 percent that I'd have to be supervised, I can't do for safety. Mm. And the best way I explain it when driving comes into it is I say, it's like me and you sitting in the car now and I'm gonna tell you every single function of every little, I don't know, switch, handle, Mm. steering wheel, but you'll never sit in the driver's seat. Mm. And that was my life of that 90% of things I could do and learn, but not ever do. All theory, hardly any practical. Basically, yeah, yeah. because it was always limitations, like simple things like going up a height. Oh, no, 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 you're epileptic. You know, we need to be, which I understand. I'm not against, I I get it. But that's what I mean about, to me, personally, mentally, that was a 90% completion being stopped at 10%. And now you can travel, you can work in your desired field. (laughs) You can do all, you can drive. Best moment ever, and I still hold him to it, my favourite tutor. The second week we were on our induction of our TAFE campus, first phrasing that came out in our intro was right guys i know at the moment at the moment your budget your money is tight but when you can get a car you will not be able to work in carpentry or construction without a car the facilities are here are just state of the art we've got 10 brand new classrooms that leads a bit of a seamless experience for students connecting from the theoretical to the practical space why did you want to get into carpentry i've always been more of a practical creative person so I love a hands-on job. I'm not really an office girl. I was kind of torn between compliance, going down that route, maybe potentially going into forces, but then the creativity and things was just always there. It was always a passion. And I think because of how I speak to people younger than myself, if I get people reach out or speak to me, I'm like, you've got to follow your passion, sweet. It's not about what you get paid. Mm. It's about you're happy and you're going home each day that you're happy with what you're doing because you spend most of your life in your job. The, the great thing is when we learn in class, there's already a few structures that are up there so we can see as an example. And being trained in these facilities will definitely help me to perform on site afterwards. The facilities that we use here at TAFE is the exact same as what we have here on site. A lot of the time it's actually better. It makes a transition between here and the job site very seamless. When you finished your qualification, did you go straight into this industry or did you work around a little bit first? Yeah, because I only graduated at the end of 
the year just gone technically so that's the completion of the course um but during that time of my studies i've worked with many builders yeah. one link led to another led to another led to another so this is where i express to a lot of people about networking yeah. it is a bloody key and i'm Funny story, short version is I put my name forward for um, the Mayor Student Ambassador Programme and on one event I met Councillor Brooke Patterson. We were having a conversation, but, you know, I loved it, but, you know, you used to have in those conversations where people say, oh, you know, so what do you do? We had that general chit-chat and she said to me, well, I know a TV producer could always, like, link you up and it was one of them where I didn't know if it was... Is that an offer we're going to follow or was it a conversation sort of offer? Which, you know, I roll with. That's pretty much been my life for two years anyway. Yeah. And me being me, kind of chased that up. So I took a business card. I think two or three days later, I thought, I'm going to ask the question. If you don't ask, you never know. Like I said, if you don't try, you never know. Take the risk. I just took this risk, wrote this email out and says, Hi, Brooke, I mean, I must have been talking to you. She must have thought it's like someone you've had a pint with. I'm like, hi, it's Jade from, you know... (laughs) The uh, the Gold Coast, the, the Mayor's Student Ambassador Programme. Um, we did speak and you did mention about this producer. Any chance that that offer's still available? So, you know, I did it as formally as you do. And she went, yep, I'll have a chat and we'll see what we can do from there. And I didn't think anything would come of it. But then me and this producer got in touch. And in the end, I said, well, would it be okay? Only I respect you completely, busy sir. But if you have any free time, I'd love to, to take it. Could have, you know, go for a coffee or something. And the following week, we had a date set, we were meeting in Surfers Paradise, and I'm sitting there with a film or TV producer, having a coffee, and I'm like, I must have been like a girl meeting your dream celebrity, but I'm sitting there going, (laughs) I don't quite know who you are, but I've just met you, and this is that next step forward. So we were having some laughing giggles, but I think at the time, now I look back, he was an absolute legend because I think he was assessing where I'm at. Am I someone that's just chatting it, or are we in it? And the more I explained briefly about my background and where I'm trying to get to, the irony was he said, we'll be in touch. Now again, that famous sentence is used many times where it's a 50-50, nobody Mm. knows. Um, Shortly after that, and I always laugh and I think he laughs at it as well, the next email I got, which stayed in touch every two or three weeks to ask, has there been any development or, you know, any any updates? Mm. And he asked me to come to a location to come and meet. And I sit here going, okay, this would be amazing, but where am I going? Well, of course, says, um, trust me, it'd be good to just meet and see. I want you to come and meet a few people. And I thought, okay, networking, brilliant, which networking picked up a lot during that student ambassador program mm. because we were networking every month, every event. We were meeting new people all the time. So went to this location, which I had no idea. I'm still learning areas here, so it's not like home where I know what's around the corner. It's still learning and I remember going to this location, I thought, am I at the right place? And looked at this building thinking, I'm sure I'm somewhere a bit weird here, but okay, we'll work with it. And I pull up at the, this place and I phone him and say, I think I'm outside, hun, I'm not quite sure. But he says, yep, I'll come down and meet you. So I come down and meet and I'm thinking, where's this going? And he wanted me to meet certain people, but I had no idea who these people were. And we go upstairs in this office and the only way I can describe it was if you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you yeah. know, and you see the offices, the office desks and stuff. Everybody have a good week! And we're walking through this building, he lets me through the door and we go in and I'm like thinking, where, where are we? What are we doing here? And I'm like, do I need to tell someone where I am? Yeah. Or I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> and I'm so nervous but excited, something feels right. Something's happening, yeah. And I walk in and then the next section where it went from empty desks to I had desk full of yeah designers 
you had set builders, you had, you had these people at desk, you could see from the plans and stuff that I saw on the charts, I was like, what's going on? And I felt like I was walking Wolf of Wall Street where I was mm. at all the stock market, everyone's going mad at their desk doing what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, butterflies, everything going on. Um, and next thing I know, I sit at a desk and says, um, right, so we introduced these four people. And at the time, the names just went out, yeah. in, out. Yeah. hi, nice to meet you, and you, you're shaking. And I went, hi, this is, um, so Jade, I've told them my side of what I picked up from you. I'd like you to treat this as, you don't know anything, reintroduce. And I thought, and I felt like I was sitting in front of three judges, like an X Factor where, you know, you don't get a, a, a response. It's more, hmm. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they were writing notes and everything. Oh, one of them was in the, I did notice one, but the others were more catching me eye to eye and yeah. talking to me. And there and then I met, I think it's like a, it's not a producer, but it's like the lead hand of producer who manages it all. Um, and then in the background was sitting a lead hand carpenter. So I was talking more and I said, well, this is my background. Used to be previous epileptic. I've got that cleared, had surgery, free person. I've done my studies, lived my dream here. Two years, I'm now coming to the end of my course. I'll be qualified by November. So yeah, I'm just looking at the opportunities of where else can I take carpentry other than house building and stuff. And uh, next thing I know, the three of them all look at each other and he's smiling at them. They're smiling at him. And I'm like, I've said the wrong thing, haven't I? You know, I'm sitting here going, what's going on? Someone say something. You're doubting again. <laughs> very doubt, very doubtful, very doubtful. Um, and I just sit here and they went, told you, how would you like to be on a production? We've got a production enrolling at the moment, which I believe has just launched or, yeah, has just come out, which is the Tropo. Tropo. Yeah. Is it a movie? It's a TV programme that's got oh, episodes. right. And they offered me, when can you start? And I was like, well, what? Start what? Thinking, what do you mean? And I says, yeah, we'll have you here as a carpenter. And, do, 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 do. and I was like, oh, my God, I was blown. I was wow. like a kid at Christmas. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I, I would love to. Biggest screen ever thinking, that did not just happen. another hurdle came in place, work limitations, work restrictions. Mm. Unfortunately, in the film and TV industry, you can only do full-time work. I remember saying, and I was very honest, and I was so deeply grateful to them, I said, I, I can't even begin to express how much the gratitude, the time, the offer has been something I've waited for for a very, very long time, mm. but I can't. And I would not be one of these to risk that with a visa to put anything because it's not worth it and I can't express this enough to students it's not worth it mm. so in the end I feel like when people say when the time's right so we left it at that we stayed in touch and he said I'll see you again we'll see you again and you know you kind of laugh it off and I was just very downhearted at the time yeah. very like a bit of a roller coaster ride this one isn't it wow. very, very 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 when that kind of happened it was more it is what it is deal with it adapt to it work off it and you'll always something will come and I think after that point when we stayed in touch the more the ball rolled the more things came up mm. and then that's where which I can't I can't give too much information but that's where that's led me today to say I'm happy working on a production now full-time after that link has stayed there I've chased it in a good way a respectful way where you know I'd catch up with the guys um message them every two to three weeks and say, hey, how's it all going? I even got an invite to go meet them at one of the sets. Wow. And I went down and met the team. And I think it's just showing that persistence that I'm serious, I'm dedicated. Yeah. I'm in this. I want but it. Yeah, just not right now when it weren't yeah. when I couldn't do it. So 
I signed a contract as soon as I graduated after learning with the guys I'm working with now. And they said, once you're in, you're in. Yeah. God knows where this is going to go. So it's just a whole different world. So you can't tell me the movie that you're working on at the moment? No. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a movie? It's. It's a, it, this one is the episodes, but it's a this Disney a production. Ooh, That's why it was Disney. That's so exciting. So you've gone from, just to recap, yep. from a woman who had could only do 90% of things and Which was I hindered. Always wear. <laughs> it sounds really bad. <laughs> was hindered by you know, always having to have someone with you. There was not really that much freedom, which, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's also not the best situation to be no, in. That's perfect. That's how yeah. I put it, yeah. You've gone through brain surgery. Yep. You've come out the other side of that. Yep. You're traveling the world. Mm-hmm. You've got a qualification in your area of passion. Yep. And now you're working on movie sets for Disney, which is the biggest movie company in the world. This is why it's been such a reward because I feel my life's picked up where it left off, where that passion was there. Because we do. Between the ages of 16 to 19, we do. We have those passions and where we think we're going to go. And sometimes you look down the line and you're like, you know, we're near where. But I loved that as that age. Mm. I I loved my art and design or I loved, you know, any, any subject anyone has a passion in. Which is why I always say to people that then just wasn't the time, but I've picked up where I left off. It is now. Now's the time. (laughs) What's next? God knows. (laughs) (laughs) More movies? Oh, I would love, uh, where where I've seen this can go, um, I would love to stay in this. I, I think, and I mean this really respectfully in carpentry, over the two years when I was doing house building, renovations, extensions, that kind of thing, I get it, I love it, but I know there's something more I want from carpentry and that's why I try to express as well where I've had a lot of people reach out because also one of the challenging things is construction is it is hard being a, a chick. It is sometimes that harder and it's hard to explain but there's just, there is more than there was and I get that, Yeah. but in my eyes there's still not enough and I think yeah. it's that boost of support that we still need in that network of more yes there's the programs there's the apprenticeships that we do and get more girls on it but at the same point it's the support through that journey that i think that's that talking about the real world are you seeing more females come into the industry i only came across um one female throughout the two years i worked in construction companies so i worked for various companies yeah and only one out of i think six companies i worked for excluding like the temporary jobs but even they didn't have chicks in trade yeah there was only one other carpenter female carpenter i met right and that's what i tried to express where i'm saying i know there's more and our percentages are climbing but what i'm also saying is that i think there needs to be more homework behind there's women in construction but what's the job position that they're doing in construction Mm. that's the bit i'm trying to get to where i'm saying I had a young I had a young student reach out to me at TAFE uh, last year and she wanted to go into a trade, but she was so scared because her parents don't see that as, no, you don't want to go and do that. You want to go and do mm. whatever your class is normal these days. And that's what I'm trying to say where you want to spark a passion that if you've got someone at that age, you kind of have an ambition 
Bloody go for it. Go and give it a go. Because you'll never know unless you try. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This You're welcome. Been such an incredible chat. <laughs> Honestly, it has the roller coaster ride that is Jade is super inspiring and it's been awesome sitting here <laughs> listening to it. So thanks so much for coming on. You're very welcome. But I did warn you it wouldn't be normal. I did say that, so that's technically normal boring. <laughs> Skip normal. Go yeah. to the weird. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the international tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.